0: Get rolling. Oh, uh, okay. So let me show you what we got up here. Our index of your, of your Bible, there, whatever. But um, I, I'm just want to mention this. Bob and I were talking on the way, way up here, and he was talking about Richard. You know, you're one of the best preachers I ever knew. What? telling that story, whatever. I, of course, I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it, it's the it's telling the story of the Bible. That's the main thing. Because I was, I had told him about. We passed First Baptist Church and I knew the pastor in there. I know him. He and I were at college together. But I was saying why I didn't go to seminary because they weren't teaching us any of this. Just think where we could have been if I'd had that information. But that's okay. The information I got on my own was a lot faster than, you know, a seven-year degree studying other world religions and stuff like that or, or studying the people that they say, I don't care who wrote this. I want to know what God said. Who cares? When they say the bridge is out, I don't want to know the guy's family and his daddy used to play football. No, he just said the bridge is out. <laughs> That's what I want to know, you know. That's the important thing. But anyway, here we go. So you got Genesis all the way down here to Revelation. Genesis means beginning, and we already know Revelation is it's going to be the end. So let's hop down here, too. Let's see how far we get. Uh, matter of fact, before I get rolling here, I'm going to go to the very last part. Revelation, the, the end of the book here. Let me look at something here. Uh, Look at this, because this is your key to the Bible. The key to the Bible is you read it. Just read it. You know, I know we have church and we do it together and we go through some things, but even I, I'm the only one really doing the talking here. You're doing the thinking. Uh, But anyway, uh, let the Bible speak for itself, you know. Well, I can't understand the book of Revelation unless I get me a book. Oh, don't get a book on Revelation. Don't do that. You'll hear things like the Antichrist is gay. Who cares? And how do you know that? Well, it says you know he he doesn't there's something but the love of woman. There's a statement in the Bible that says David and Jonathan. He, you know, they they were such close friends. You know, they had better they had they're such friends that they it was it was stronger than the love of women. Put it that way. Does that make David gay? No. You know how it is. It's people you would just you would just die for. You love them that much. And not anyway, but. Who cares? The thing about the Antichrist is what it says about it. But you can get books and volumes. I watched the guy on the YouTube channel not to, the other day because somebody said to watch this. So I thought, oh, okay. Had this. Anyway, I did it for them. So this British guy's talking. So he's got a British accent and the music's playing in the background. And He's going, what if? What if? I discovered this. And it didn't matter what he discovered. He was so far off, but he thinks he's an expert. And so... You can cut to the chase. You can get your cliff notes on the book of Revelation. You don't need the book of Revelation to let it speak for itself. You can let, let me tell you about, it. no, you don't need that. You need to read the book of Revelation. It's so easy. It's so short. And look at this. This is at the end after, let's say we already read it. And I solemnly declare to everyone who reads this book, if anyone adds anything to what's written here, God will add to him. The, <laughs> oh man, I, am, I ain't part of that. I don't want any of these plagues. Look at that. And if anyone subtracts, God will take away his share in the tree of life. I mean, it's just like your daddy comes in and says, this is what I want done. Talk to me when I was a kid. By the time I get home, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, dad, I got it. Because I know what's going to happen if I miss, miss something. That's the same thing. Why would we want somebody to water this thing down or to say, well, it's just a book of, no, it's not. It's, it's absolutely not. It's written. So here we go. Thank God, you know, uh, we can just go through it and because uh, we've had so much help. Movies and stuff, and we've got, I've saw that Bruce Willis has a movie, whatever, a long time ago. They all do. They all got movies. Armageddon. It ain't nowhere close. Armageddon is what the book says about Armageddon. It's almost like we can turn it around and stop this if, if we learn to control global warming. You're way off. This is what's going to happen. This book reveals some of the future events. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. unveils? Yeah, you don't need any magic at all. It unveils it. Soon to occur in the life of Jesus Christ, God permitted him to reveal these things to his servant John. This is the same John, John 3, 16. God so loved the world. Gospel John and 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Uh, He sent these things to John in a vision and an angel was sent from heaven to, look at that, explain the vision's meaning. So how dumb can we be to think we can't understand this? An angel is sent to explain it. John wrote it all down. The words of God, Jesus Christ said, everything he heard and saw. I've got it. Praise God. And if I don't get a chance, we won't. I won't go an hour today. But you have it. We've got it. I can pick it up. Like one of my favorite Sunday school teachers just challenged me and my friends. There were only about three or four of us in his Sunday school class. And he said, Boys, y'all got time to read the Bible. And you know what I always say? He said, You can read it while you're sitting on the toilet. We just chuckled, but may I tell you what? All the scriptures I ever read in the bathroom have just been priceless. It's awful quiet in there in the first place. Here we go. John wrote it all down. All right, here we go. If you read this prophecy, now watch this. aloud to the church. That's us. You will receive a special blessing from the Lord. Now let's just try this out. We're not testing God. We're just going to try this out. Now I don't want to tell you something before I go any further. The day before I had to go, that change of command ceremony, retirement ceremony, I had to do that. And all that hay baling stuff I had to do, every bit of that went off without a hitch. And I had read all the way through the 17th chapter that day. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, praise God. I'm going to receive a special blessing, and I knew all this stuff. And I was just, and I knew when I got done with the hay that, that, that night. It was at night when I finished all that. I thought, praise God. I, I really couldn't believe the electronics on that hay baler was still working. Because it hadn't been run. My neighbor said, your dad hadn't used that thing in four years. And it worked. Praise the Lord. Anyway, so here we go. Let's see what happens. Those who listen to it being read and do what it says will also be blessed. So here we go. For the time is near... When these things will all come true. Now, this was about, I'm just guessing, but I know it's about 70 years after Jesus died on the cross, okay, and resurrected. John, to the seven churches in Turkey. Turkey's a region of, north of, of Israel, going around the Mediterranean Sea out that way. You'll have one, Ephesus. We have a book called the Ephesus, I mean, you know, uh, Ephesians, okay? That means the those at Ephesus, they're called Ephesians. Anyway, here we go. Dear friends, may you have grace and peace from God who is and who was and is to come. A couple of things here, but let's get it. Grace and peace. You always see that in all those letters that we that are written. And from the sevenfold spirit before his throne and from Jesus Christ who faithfully reveals all truth to us. Nope. We got to have somebody help us. No. He said he will reveal it. If you've, if you've been reading this guy wrote another book, John, he says the spirit of God and we all have his spirit. Okay. He said he'll remind us of things to come. And he'll take the things of mine and he'll reveal them to you. All right, here we go. So, uh, he was the first to rise from death, uh, to die no more. He's far greater than any other king. You say, well, wait a minute, Lazarus rose from the dead. Yeah, but Lazarus didn't have a glorified body. It's a different kind of raise from the dead here. He's far greater than any king on earth. All praise to him who always loves us and has set us free from our sins by pouring out his life blood for us. This is the reason this made scripture because the story is still about Jesus Christ and... What he did for us, he took care of our sins for us with his blood. He has gathered us into his kingdom, made us priest of God, his father. I used to think this is the only place this was written. But you know what? Moses got that. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, that was why it was such a big show. The Israeli nation was going to be, to the world, a kingdom of priests. You'll see that verse. If you just do a little search, you'll go back, you'll go, oh, Moses said that. That's why. The Israelites, even though they blew it and made some mistakes, whatever. Here we go. So, he rules for. So, we're, we're a kingdom of priests of God, his father. Most of the time, we're worried about some things we've done, and we don't even think about. God's made us a priest, and we're just still worried about did Jesus really cover my sins? <laughs> Please, have faith. He covered your sins. Anyway, give him everlasting glory. He rules forever. Amen. See, he's arriving surrounded by clouds, and every eye shall see him. Jesus said this when they were questioning him. Uh, in front of, uh, when they said, we demand you tell us whether you're the Christ or not. He said, you'll see me coming. And, and boy, that's when the high priest ripped his robe and said, what further need do we have of witnesses? We've heard his blasphemy. It ain't going to be blasphemy. No. He's arriving surrounded by clouds and every eye shall see him. Yes, and those who pierced him, that's an Old Testament. That's in the book of Psalms. The world's going to see him. And the nations will weep in sorrow and in terror when he comes. Now, that's a point you need to catch here. Which sometimes we get so worried about, am I going to go through tribulation? Am I going to go through this? If, when you read this, you could care less if you were here for part of it or not. Because Jesus will take care of you. He really will. There's an angel flying around one time saying, don't take the mark of the beast. You know? So, wait a minute, looks like there's an option. Yes, there is. Matter of fact, we'll also find a place where after all this stuff is hitting them, the the woes and whatever it is, there's terrible things and and all this stuff, it says the people still won't repent. They still want their witchcraft and they still want to, well, that ain't me, you know? Anyway, he's arriving. Okay, here we go. Uh, Amen, let it be so. I am the A and Z. Remember, that's Alpha and Omega, you know? This is the Living Bible, so it makes more sense to us. We've heard Alpha and Omega all our life, but that's what he says. I'm the A and Z, the beginning and the ending, Of all things, says God, who is the Lord, the All-Powerful One, who is, who was, and is coming again. That nails evolution right there. That nails what we think. Wow, we're just a little dot, you know. One of the top guys, trying to what his name is. He's passed on now. Wrote many books on evolution and stuff. He says, he starts it this way: the way he says it began in an infinite world of nothingness. That's scientific. In an infinite world of nothingness. All of a sudden, to me, this is so much easier to believe that God made this place. I didn't come from a rock. Anyway, here we go. It is I, your brother John, a fellow sufferer of the Lord's sake, who am writing this letter to you. I too have shared the patience Jesus gives and shall share in his kingdom. Remember, John was, he was exiled. He said so in that first, well, here it is. I was on the Isle of Patmos Exiled there for preaching the word of God and telling what I knew about Jesus Christ. It was the Lord's day and I was worshiping when suddenly I heard a loud voice behind me, a voice that sounded like a trumpet saying, I am the A and the Z, the first and the last. And then I heard him say, write down these things you see. Now remember John actually saw him. It says we seen him and we beheld him. You know, he wrote that in 1 John, but he, he knew Jesus Jesus, uh, excuse me, John was the one also when he was so close to Jesus during the Lord's Supper. Remember Peter heard Jesus say, one of y'all will betray him. And Peter says, hey, ask him who it is. Well, the scripture says John was leaning on his chest. His bosom, The like King James says. And so he goes, which one? <laughs> and Jesus says, okay, John. He said, when I dipped the salsa, whatever, from the Mexican restaurant, the cheese, I'm going to hand it to him. He handed it to Judas. This is the guy that's writing this. So he knew who this guy was. I am a the first and the last. And I heard him say, write these things down and send your letter to the seven churches in Turkey, uh, to the church of Ephesus, the one in Smyrna, and Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, and we got one called Philadelphia, I think. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah, and Laodicea. When I turned to see who was speaking, there behind me, "...were seven golden candlesticks." Oh, we need to check out now because we don't know this is symbolic. Well, wait a minute, he'll tell us. Other than that, keep reading. "...standing among them was one who looked like Jesus, who called himself the Son of Man." Yeah, "...wearing a long robe circled with a golden band across his chest. His, chest. his hair was white as wool, and snow his eyes penetrated like flames of fire. His feet gleamed like burnished bronze, and his voice thundered like the waves against the shore." He held the seven stars in his hand. Okay, we've got seven stars. But now John had seen Jesus glow before on the mount one time. <clears throat> he held the seven stars in his right hand and a sharp double-edged sword in his mouth. And his face shone like the power of the sun in unclouded brilliance. When I saw him, I felt at his feet as dead. Remember the story when Jesus, oh, excuse me, Moses wanted to see this. I want to see your glory. And God said, well, can't do that. It'll kill you. But he said, I'll put my hand on you. And as I walk by, you know, you'll be able to see my backside. Okay. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his hands on me, uh, his, his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. Though I am the first and the last, the living one. Look at that. He's rehearsing what happened. Who died, who is now alive forevermore, who has the keys of hell and death. Don't be afraid. I mean, i tell you what. That's why it's so great to read the Bible. There ain't nobody got the keys of hell and death but Jesus Christ. When it's all washed up at the end of our life and everything, it's Jesus Christ. Ain't nobody bigger than him. Don't be afraid. Okay. Uh, Write down what you have seen and what will soon be shown to you. This is the meaning of the seven stars. Wait a minute. And my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. Well, don't we need help here? No, he's going to tell you. The seven stars are the leaders, and I like to say what it actually says. He, I think the Living Bible is just trying to help us, but your pastor is not king of a whole church. I really believe it's an angel. That's, I'll show you right here. It, this word actually is always translated, it's an angel. We got angels here, literally an angel. But to kind of help us here, and also sometimes I think it does us a disservice, thinking that... Well, there's really no miracles this morning of the pastor. He's such a witty guy. He's so smart. Pastor's got nothing to do with it. you receive power after the Holy Spirit's come upon you. And we all have this power. You'll wind up worshiping and honoring a leader instead of the Lord. This reason I believe it really is an angel here. But it really doesn't matter. We can keep going. Who cares? Who cares? So anyway, the seven stars are these angels, hmm. one for each church, of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks, no question here. He said, those are these seven churches. Well, we can all glean from what he says to this because that's the end of chapter one. Here we go. Remember, there, there was no markers. You don't quit and go home. He st- John would be going, oh, you don't want to hear what the Lord said? This, this was a vision. You don't want to... I want to know. Uh, yeah. So you'd want to keep going. Write a letter to the leader, this angel, of the church of Ephesus and tell him this. I write you to inform you of a message from him who walks among the churches. So where is Jesus today? Remember, that picture there is from one of these letters here that we're fixing to see. Who walks among the churches and holds uh, their leaders in his right hand? I like to say his angels, whatever. He's got us. It doesn't matter. Okay. Here's what he says. I know how how many good things you uh, you are doing. I've watched your hard work and your patience. I know you don't tolerate sin among your members, and you've carefully examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but aren't. We know that guy's a fake, whatever, okay. You found out how they lie. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Boy, we just, we're just rock solid. Well, wait a minute. he still got something he wants to say. Yet there's one thing wrong. You don't love me at the first. The King James Version, we probably heard it a lot. It's called first love. First love, whatever. But this is the point. Think about those times of your first love, how different now, and turn back to me again and work as you did before, or else I will come and remove your candlestick from among its place in the churches. Almost like being thankful. You know, we, we have to be thankful, praise God. It's so easy to just get rolling and you, just, you have your own cookie cutter. This is the way things run. Uh, but there is this about you that is good. You hate the deeds of the licentious Nicolaitans, just as I do. Let this message sink into your ears of anyone who listens to it. Excuse me. Let this message sink into the ears of anyone. In other words, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I'll give the fruit of the tree of life in the paradise of God. Look at this. It's just, it's just all of us. All of us. If you got ears, Jesus even said that. Him that hath ears, let him hear. To the letter of the, excuse me, to the leader of the church in Smyrna, write this letter. This message is from him who is the first and the last, who was dead, came back to life. I know how much you suffer for the Lord, and I know all about your poverty, but you have heavenly riches. The King James says that you're poor, but you are rich. All these things, I'm just so thankful that when I read the Bible for myself, I determined that God wanted me to be blessed. It's not a perversion of the scriptures. I have some friends who are in the ministry, and they just think, if you mention God's going to bless you, then that's not being humble. Yeah, they're, they're just being stupid. Man, it's like there's sin and, and prosperity. There's no sin in that. There's sin if you worship all that stuff, whatever, and get distracted. You can't serve the Lord because you're so excited about you know, all your money and stuff or you're so worried about it, whatever. You see, remember, you can be guilty of that and not have a dime. The love of money is the root of all evil. It's not those who have the most. It's the love of it. You think... Money's the answer. Jesus is the answer. He'll help you. Anyway, I know how much you suffer the Lord, and I know about your poverty, but you have heavenly riches. I know the slander of those opposing you who say they are Jews, the children of God. But he's going to say, but they aren't. For they, uh, uh, they support the cause of Satan. Stop being afraid of what you're about to suffer. The devil will soon throw some of you in prison to test you. You'll be persecuted 10 days. Remain faithful even when facing death, and I'll give you the crown of life. And uh, unending glorious future. Let in now. Before we go any further here, I remember hearing about Christians in China because we we don't get much persecution here. I know I got a little persecution being inv- Not when I decided I wasn't going to be a Baptist. <laughs> yeah, I had a little pressure there, but nothing to this level. So you got to back up a second and let's think about this. Am I willing? That's the reason. Don't worry with the Book of Revelation. Do you mean tell me you would take the mark of the beast just to keep your rear end from getting hurt? I don't think so. I think you love Jesus way too much. And you won't be here for that anyway, but watch this. Let's go take a look just a second. How serious is Jesus about this? Let's go to Matthew. That's Malachi, excuse me. Uh, Matthew is chapter 16. I learned this verse when I was 16 years old. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if you want to be a follower of mine, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. I have decided to follow Jesus. They put a gun to your back. Tell me that again. If you say it again, you're dead. Out my mouth, I have decided. I'm not denying the Lord. Mm. Now it's interesting. I like to say this too. Peter and all the disciples, they denied him the night of his crucifixion. But boy, three days later, you could never get them to deny it. And I think that was part of the plan. Can you imagine Jesus crucified and Peter's over there on the other side going, I hung in here for you, Lord. <laughs> no, it was all about Jesus. I really think that's what was going on. You know, Peter's death wouldn't have done anything. For anyone who keeps his life for himself, he's going to lose it. So would you give your life for Jesus Christ if they came in here with a machine gun? I'd say, hey, man, I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm, I, I'm serving the Lord. Anyone who keeps his life shall lose it. Anyone who loses life for me shall find it. What profit is there if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Uh, and, 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 lose etern- and lose eternal life. What can be compared with the value of eternal life? And he, look at this. I, the Son of Man, I'm going to come in my with my angels in the glory of my Father. We just read it. It'll judge each person according to his deeds. Let's look at uh, uh, the same guy we're looking at, except it's uh, John, uh, John 16. I've told you these things so you won't be staggered by all that lies ahead. Uh, we've got all this news. None of this is going to shatter any of us. You'll be excommunicated, we'll just say from churches. That's what that is, synagogues. And in the, and indeed, the time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing God a service. Well, I had to take out Richard, you know. I mean, he was he was way off, you know. We can't have that. Uh, I'm standing up for Jesus. I'm going to stand with him. Let's go to Luke. I think it's Luke 21. I know it is. Uh, all right, everybody's talking about... Uh, I mean, Jesus is telling about what's going to happen at the end. Earthquakes, famines, verse 12. This is Luke 21, 14. But before all this occurs, there will be a time of special persecution. You'll be dragged into synagogues and prisons before kings and governors for my namesake. I'm in America. Yeah, you are in America. But have you really made a decision to follow Jesus? Would you truly follow him? See, Jesus said, if you don't love me more than your mother and your dad, you're not worthy of you. Don't He puts a hand to the plow. And looks back, you're not worthy of me. Yeah, we're serious about this. But he says, look at this. But as a result, the Messiah will be widely known and honored. Therefore, don't be concerned about how to answer charges. That's just like if they came in here to get us. The wisdom that the Spirit of God would give all of us at that moment if they came in here. What are y'all doing? Man, are you kidding? I believe God would get us out of the trouble in the first place. But anyway... Therefore, don't be concerned about how to answer these charges, for I will give you the right words and such logic that none of your opponents will be able to reply. Hello, Acts chapter 7, Stephen. We'll go look at that in a second. Even those closest to you, your parents, brothers, relatives, friends, will betray you uh, and have you arrested. Some of you will be killed. And everyone uh, will hate you because of me. Well, because you are mine. I think that's what it is. Look at this. Watch it now. I, I flew by it. Excuse me. Look at this. All right, so here we are. So, and just remember, Jesus is with you. Just say, "Okay, you gonna get me out of this one, or what do you want me to do?" You know, for me to live as Christ, to die as gain, I'll go either way. You want me to go, Lord, right here. But to... <clears throat> look what He says: Some of you'll be killed, and everyone will hate you because you are mine and are called. But not a hair on your head will perish. Not like that. Look at that. If you stand firm, you will win your souls. That's what you want to do. They tried to push Jesus off a cliff one time, and he just went his own way. But anyway, I'm just saying, are you there? Put it this way. There was James and John uh, asked Jesus, um, they asked Jesus, can we sit on your left hand or your right hand? That's the same John that wrote Revelation. His mama actually was in on it. Hey, would you do something for my sons? Well, Jesus said when he found out they want to sit on his left and right, he says, can you drink the cup that I'm fixed to drink? And he meant his death. And boy, those two guys. And we have a there's a, there's a song in here that we sing at the Baptist church, and it's called, Are Ye Able, Said the Master? And that's where it comes from because it says the weary... Whatever, I'm going to say the weary disciples. The weary di- disciples answered, Lord, we are able. Yeah, and can you say that? I am able to give my life for Christ. If it came down to it, I would give my life to Christ. So anyway, uh, here we are here. He says, uh, so uh, this, is in, this is Stephen in the book of uh, Acts. He got in such trouble uh, for just talking about Jesus. They were so mad at him. Let's see what happened. The Jewish leaders were stung to fury by Stephen's accusations and they ground their teeth in rage. They were so mad at you or me. Look at that. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, that's what he said would happen, gazed steadily up into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand. That's what we see in the book of Revelation. Jesus is not some myth, not some legend. All this stuff is going to happen. He saw Stephen, an individual like you and I, If we were faced with this, you would look up and there's Jesus. He's standing there. Look what he says. And he told them, look, I see the heavens open and Jesus, the Messiah, standing by God at his right hand. Then they mobbed him, putting their hands over their ears. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. The power of the Spirit of God speaking through you. And they dragged him out of the city city to stone him. The official witnesses, the executioner, took their coats, laid them at the feet of, who the heck is that? Yeah, the one that wrote the rest of the New Testament. (laughs) Paul was there. And as the murderous stones came hurling at him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He just checked out. He didn't say, oh, I think I'm going to die. And he fell to his knees. Look what he said, Lord don't charge them with this sin. Wow. Man. All right. Let's pick up where we were. We're at Revelation. Okay. We were in chapter 2 here. All right. Oh. Uh, we got that uh, first love. We got that. Oh, I think we got through. Yeah. No, we didn't get to that part. Okay. We got through... Uh, Yeah, we didn't get that part. Okay, hang on a second. Yeah, we got right here. Okay. <clears throat> he said, remain faithful to the end. When, when, oh, that's why he was saying when facing death. Man, just don't worry about it. Jesus is right. You're not on your own. He is so involved if something like that happened to you and I. Anyway, write this letter to the church of Pergamos. So we don't have a, open your Bible to the book of Pergamos. We don't have that one. That's not there. All right. This message is from him who wields the sharp double-edged sword, blade, yeah, double-bladed sword. I'm aware that you live in the city where Satan's throne is, the center of satanic worship. Ah, it's just myths and legends. No, it's not. we got a lot of that crap going on in America today. And yet you have remained loyal to me and refused to deny me, even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you by Satan's devotees. <laughs> And yet I have a few things against you. You tolerate some among you who do as Balaam did when he taught Balak how to ruin the people of Israel by involving them in sexual sin and encouraging them to go to idol feasts, okay? Worship other gods. And it was group sex, okay? Sometimes you hear the word sex and it doesn't matter if you're faithful to your wife forever. Uh, you can just, because of lack of knowledge and because of terrible, it's almost like, you know, a, a man and a woman, there's something wrong with that. Again, don't add anything to this. First Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 10. Paul's writing, he says the story, the one that was standing there with Stephen getting stoned. But remember, he got saved, his life got turned around, Jesus Christ met him personally. You know that story, the road to Damascus. But anyway, Paul wrote and he said the things in the Old Testament. I think it's like 20,000 people fell because of uh, fornication going on. And it was because they were worshiping that cow and they took all their clothes off, whatever, is that what you do, you know? We're going around with thousands of people and, you know, just... So don't, don't, don't add anything to this, okay? Oh, my gosh, you know, I believe I'm guilty. Anyway, uh, he got Israel involved in sexual sin, encouraging them to go to idol feast. Boy, that's the bottom line. These other, it's, it's have sex before these idols and stuff. Yes, some of you have these very same followers of Balaam among you. You read that story in the book of Numbers. Uh, it's very easy to find. Change your mind and attitude or else I will come to you suddenly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Let everyone who can hear, listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Everyone who is victorious shall eat of the hidden manna. Look at the words everyone, everyone, everyone. Yeah, everyone means you're the one. The secret nourishment from heaven. And I will give to each of a white stone and on that stone will be engraved a new name that no one else knows except the one receiving it. Praise God, like Melody getting that coin and I didn't get it. You know, praise God. You know, she got two of them. Yeah. Here we go. This is, this is the fifth church. Write this letter to the church of Thyatira. This is the message from the Son of God, whose eyes penetrate like flames of fire, whose feet are glowing brass. I'm aware of all your good deeds, your kindness to the poor, your gifts and service to them, and I also know your uh, love and faith. Well, notice he knows everything. Yes, he does. And patience, and I can see your constant improvement in all these things. Yet I have this against you. See, it's almost like, you know, we don't draw the line sometimes. So, might as well draw the line on something. You're permitting this woman Jezebel. Yeah, but she's got a lot of people in church. You know, if we lose her, we're going to lose half our offerings. Whatever's going on, doesn't matter. She calls herself a prophetess. Now, sometimes these people can hide behind, oh, I'm a prophet. I'm untouchable. Don't worry about it. I had a guy write me a note when I told you I was a young pastor in 1982, and this guy wrote me a letter. That's because I wasn't going to let him cast the devil out of my drummer. I thought, I thought he, he's born again. I knew him just like I know everyone here. I'd be the first one to know he had a devil, plus he would know he had a devil. Yep. But he wanted to come and cast the devil out of the... And I said, hey, brother, look. He got mad. He's just a young man. Wrote me this four-page handwritten letter prophesying about my doom. It's so funny. Just like this here. He was trying to speak for the Lord and he would say, he would use little case me and he would scratch the big case. I thought, well, if he was really from the Lord, you'd have had it right the first time. You know? <laughs> but I didn't care. I, he, that wasn't the point. I knew sometimes these people hide behind saying they're a prophet or whatever. She calls herself a prophetess. To teach my servants that sex sin is not a serious matter. She urges them to practice immorality and to to eat meat that's been sacrificed to idols. So you want to connect those two. Don't just sit there and say, well, I guess God has a problem with sex. Listen, he created Adam and Eve, and they didn't have any clothes on, okay? To me, that'd be the first boo-boo, if you believe all that junk. I don't believe all that stuff. Mm -mm. A little baby's born, he ain't got nothing on it. We don't go, oh, God, sin, oh, don't look. That's not it. Notice it said sacrifice to idols. And if you've seen some old movies, they do this. They, they, when they show the satanic worship, they'll have satanic worship and almost everybody in there have no clothes on. At least they're smart enough to get it right and they're making a movie. Okay. Is that what you do? No. I gave her time to change her mind and attitude, but She refused. Pay attention now to what I'm saying. I'll lay her on a sick bed of intense affliction. Now, why is he going to do that? She's going around teaching his, teaching God's people it's okay to worship other idols and stuff. Oh, she's asking for it. Along with her immoral followers, unless they turn to me, repenting of their sin with her. Boy, look at the mercy. They could have got it. They could have got it. And I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I'm he. Ye. <laughs> I believe you're he, Lord. <laughs> that searches the deep within men's hearts and minds, and I'll give each of you what you deserve. As for the rest of you in Thyatira, who've not followed these false teachings, deeper truths, as they're called, depths of Satan, really. (laughs) Boy, he goes right to it. Oh, we don't want to offend the Satanist. Hey, we're in America, but we don't have to put up with that. Did you see the other day somebody's filing a case against the Bible? And And it can make you, and I know some of the, The thought was to get us all scared this morning. I'm not scared. We got like that, what's his name song? I got friends in low places. (laughs) We got friends in high places, low places in our government. That ain't gonna happen. But if it does, I'm already prepared. I have decided to follow Jesus. It'll never get anywhere. I will ask nothing further of you. Only hold tight to what you have until I remain. Praise God to everyone who overcomes who to, uh, who to the very end keeps on doing the things that please me, I'll give him power over the nations. Remember when Jesus said, he told his disciples, hey, when I come, don't let me find you sleeping now. You know, don't be beating up on the men's servants and the women's servants. Well, we're not doing that. He says, you'll rule them with a... No, he says, I'll give you power over the nations. You'll rule them with a rod of iron, just as my father gave me authority to rule them. And they'll be shattered like a pot of clay that's broken in tiny pieces. And I'll give you the morning star. Let all who hear... What the Spirit is saying to the churches. and we'll just get what happened to the churches here, and we'll have to stop. Here we go. To the leader of the churches, Sardis, write this. Right? but I think there's only three left here. This message sent to you from the one who has sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. I know your reputation as a live and active church, but you're dead. What? <laughs> we can relate to this, because I can sit there and point out some churches, and I'm thinking, man, y'all ain't nothing. But it, I don't want to say I'm not going to judge them, but I, I can figure this out. They're not doing a blooming thing. And they don't want to... They're just middle of the road. And they'd like, probably like to have... Well, it's okay to have gay preachers and whatever it's always... You know, we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. And all they preach is psychology. Hey, it's Mother's Day. Make sure you call your mother. Man. It's Black History Month. Let's make sure we all honor the black people. I get it. But why don't we study the Bible? Well, no. The reverend here... He has a degree in three levels of psychology and whatever, and he's teaching us about mercy. I know your reputation as a live and active church, but look what he says. But you're dead. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is at the point of death. You're going to be amazed at what's coming here. Your deeds are far from right in the signs of God. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Wouldn't that be, go back and start reading your Bible? Yeah. Just like, remember, King, I want to call him, Josiah. Yeah, it's about five from the very end when Nebuchadnezzar took them off. Oh, they were doomed because <laughs> they were worshiping idols. But the king was trying to do the right thing. Jeremiah's dad, I remember that. He was a priest. He was over there cleaning the temple, trying to keep it clean. What's this? I remember what he found? <laughs> the Bible. God. He opens it up. He <laughs> been reading their Bible. Oh, man, mercy. So that's what he's saying. Wake up, strengthen what little, uh, what little remains, for even what's left is at the point of death. Your deeds are far from right in the sight of God. Do you see the mercy here? You can change. Man, I can change. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. I'll never forget when I was, I didn't understand it till later, now that I'm 60, it fixed me 62. But uh, we sang a song in that mission group that I was in, and it was called uh, Take Me Back by Andre Crouch. Take me back, and I'm just bass player. Take me back, dear Lord. And I'm only 16 years old. But I'm playing it like, i'll oh, get out. And, it, and I loved it. It's about Jesus. But I caught it after I heard it several times. Take me back to the point where I first believed. Amen. Just stay fresh. If you have to think about going to a church camp like I did, when I first heard, I have decided, I'm like, what are we singing that for? Sure sounds cool, and the girls start crying, the guys are crying, we have that kumbaya moment, you know. But whatever, take me back. Here we go. Go back to what you heard and believed at first. Hold it firmly and turn to me again. Unless you do, I'll come suddenly, uh, unexpected as a thief, and punish you. Mm. We don't want any of that. Uh-uh. Even there, in Sardis, some, of, uh, some haven't spoiled their garments with the world's filth. They, they shall walk before me in white, if they're worthy. Everyone who conquers will be clothed in white, and I'll not erase his name from the book of life. But I will announce uh, before my Father and his angels that he is mine. Praise God. I mean, when you face judgment, don't worry about it. It's sheep and goats. Remember in the judgment, John that wrote this said, you have boldness. Lord, I love you. Here we go. Let all those who can listen hear what the Spirit say into the churches. Now there's two left. Write this letter to the leader of the church in Philadelphia. This message is sent to you by the one who is holy and true. Now watch this. If we hadn't been studying the Bible, we wouldn't know what this is talking about. Look what he says. He's talking about himself. It's sent from the one who is holy and true and has, look at this, the key of David. What is this? Uh, Scroll down. To open what no one can shut and to shut what no one can open. Hello, David and Goliath. Hello, all of First Kings, all about David, all of about David in First Chronicles, and all about David. No, not in First Kings, uh, in Second uh, Samuel. Well, First and Second Samuel. Why do we have the details? Well, look what he did. I had a brother, and he's a brother, but he—I could tell he just—he's not—he's not as versed in the scriptures. Or or it's just something he just said off the top of his head. And he loves the Lord. But he says, you know what? All the bad that David did. I thought, what do you mean all the bad that David did? I wanted to say, what? What did he do? You see, most of them just think, Bathsheba. And they don't realize Bathsheba, her son was Solomon. And if it was so bad, why did Solomon become the, the wisest king and the most wealthiest king and have such a great reign that the world has been rocked by it ever since? And why would you want to keep saying son of David, you know, the descendants of David? Let's just get rid of David because he blew it. He had sex with Bathsheba, wasn't married to her. And to go even further than that, he had her, had her, had her husband Uriah killed. But yet, the truth of the matter is, it's is, is mercy. David knew that. Anyway, I know you well. You aren't strong, but you have tried to obey and have not denied my name. Therefore, I have opened a door to you that no one can shut. But anyway, what I wanted to tell you about this was that, was that if you read the book of Psalms, the 23rd Psalm, praise God, you could just live off that. No matter what your faith, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Sometimes we quote that and we're just quoting it because we got a teacher who wants me to do We don't know what it is. But when you finally go, whoa, in the presence of my enemies, that's why I say all the time, look for that miracle. Look for the miracle when you've got a problem out there. It's there somewhere. And remember, he also didn't say he leads you in the burnt pasture. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for his name. What does it say? The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me by the still waters. Jesus did that for the disciples. They were out there rowing against the wind. He showed up and it was calm. Anyway, I know you well. You aren't strong, but you've tried to obey. You hadn't denied my name. Therefore, I have opened a door to you that no one can shut. Look at So anyway, we have this key of David too. Note this, I'm forcing those supporting the causes of Satan while claiming to be mine, but they aren't. They are lying to fall at your feet and acknowledge that you are the ones I love. You don't have to catch them. The Lord will catch them. Bob and I were talking this morning. Remember, he tells stories about stuff he lost at... at, uh, His farm in Lacey Spring, you know, they're stealing stuff, you know, whatever. And he he did say this, and I hope nothing bad happens to him, but I sure hope, you know, (laughs) that they realize I said, well, yeah, Bob, they're going to reap what they sow, you know. That's what's going to happen here. Because you have patiently obeyed me despite the persecution. Therefore, I'll protect you from the time of great tribulation. Whoa, hold on. He said that to a church which works for all the churches. Praise God. Actually, when you read the book of Revelation, you wouldn't be be hurt by any of it. Which will come upon the world to test everyone alive. Look, I'm coming soon. Hold tightly to the little strength you have so that no one will take away your crown. Whoever overcomes or whoever conquers, here it is right here. I will make him a pillar uh, in the temple of my God. He'll be secure and will go out no more. I'll write write my God's name on him. He'll be a citizen of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem. That's a heavy... Oh, here it says it. Coming down from heaven from my God. And he will have my new name inscribed upon him. Uh, excuse me. Here's the last one. Now listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Here's the last one. Oh, uh, I think it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Do we do Philadelphia? Anyway, we'll, we'll see. This message is from the one who stands firm. It's the end of that chapter. anyway. Uh, the faithful and true witness... Of all that is or was or evermore shall be the primeval source of God's creation. You know, he's either Lord, liar, or lunatic, isn't it? Because he sure is saying a lot of big, he's it. He is. I know you well that you're neither hot nor cold. This is what I was trying to point out. He says this to a church. You're not even hot or cold. But this is where that picture comes from. I wish you were one or the other but since you're merely lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. That's where that comes from. Here we go. You say I'm rich and everything, and with everything I want, you don't need a thing and you don't realize that, you're, that spiritually you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And I'll just tell you right now, that comes from not even reading your Bible, not finding out anything about him, just, yeah, but we had a good program and yeah, but what are you doing that's what the Bible says to? Anyway, my advice to you is to buy, here it is, <laughs> pure gold from me. Gold purified by fire. Only then will you be truly rich. And to purchase from me white garments, clean and pure, so that you won't be naked and ashamed. And get some medicine from, from me to heal your eyes and to give you back your sight. Wow, well, God don't really heal anybody. <laughs> that's where all this, you're lukewarm you're just too worried it's like what Laura was talking about when they tease you about heal you're one of those okay would you rather me say cancer just die you'd have a fit if i told somebody that you know but that's what they're actually saying they they're just too scared well the doctor will lose his job <laughs> i don't think so if a doctor's got a heart He's, remember, he's got that symbol on the outside with that snake around the pole. If he knows, that symbol came from Moses. Look at that serpent, you'll live. God told him they were all getting bit by these snakes. And then Jesus quoted that same thing when he says, As a serpent was held up in the wilderness, so must I be held up uh, he on the cross. That's, that's John chapter 3, 15. So must I be lifted up on a pole. Anyway. So that you won't be naked and shame. Yeah, get medicine. Okay. Uh, I continually discipline and punish everyone I love. Remember David wrote that. David said, the Lord has punished me severely, but he's not handed me over to death. But boy, we as Baptists will say, car wreck, little so-and-so died in a car wreck. Well, sometimes, you know, the Lord just had to jerk the slack out of us. No, you don't know anything about the Lord. Good grief. Mm. Uh, Where did I go? Okay. I continually discipline and punish everyone I love, so I must punish you unless you turn from your indifference and become enthusiastic about the things of God. If you love the Lord, what are you worried about? You're not. Don't worry about it. Look, here it is. I've been standing at the door, and that's the reason that thing's locked. You know, it's not open. And I'm constantly knocking. <laughs> Yet yeah, to these people who got indifference, if anyone hears me calling him, and who's he calling? One of these clowns. Jesus is sitting there telling us, telling us, telling us. Just remember, the Lord talks to you at night. He talks to you. He said, my sheep, hear my voice and follow me. You're one of his sheep. Don't make any of this hard. Remember, Jesus said, I'd never leave you nor forsake you. Don't worry about that. you don't see him. He told you you weren't going to be able to see him. He said, I'm going to be with you forever. Lo, I'm with you always. All of a sudden, he's on an elevator getting out of here. How can he say "Lo," If two or more are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. Wasn't he with Stephen when Stephen got stoned? Hey, Jesus. All right, here we go. Let's finish this out. I've been standing at the door, and I'm constantly knocking. If anyone hears me calling him, opens the door, I will come into him, and boy, I'm going to make tatar tar out of it. No, that's not what he said. And fellowship with him, and he with me. If you just listen to Jesus, he'll straighten out something you got goofy in your life. He will. And he says, I will let everyone who conquers sit beside me on my throne. Now, Jesus, I'm sorry, but you just said these guys here were just terrible. He still said, you'll sit with me in my throne. Praise God. Just as I took my place with my father on his throne when I conquered, let those who have ears, and we're here the end of it right here. All who can hear, here, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, remember, we're supposed to have gotten a blessing. We've only got three chapters. But i like to point out here in the fourth chapter, oh, which we'll pick up, we'll know where we are next week. But then I looked and I saw a door standing in heaven and the same voice said, which sounded like a mighty trumpet, said, come up here and I'll show you. Now, who's, who's the audience here? You and I. That's the reason I don't believe we're going to be here. I believe that's when we're out of here. But nonetheless, there's a bunch of them that get saved and they actually say they came out of great tribulation, but man, heck yeah, the thing to do when, the, when, the, when, it's, when they're drawing the line and saying, well, you want Jesus or you want this stupid 666 clown and whatever and all this demon worship... Matter of fact, the scripture actually points out in here, we'll see it. I, I wish I could do it, but I'm not going to. It said, after all these terrible things were happening to these people, they would still not repent. They wanted to worship the beast and whatever. So that ain't us. That's not us. Mm-mm, not us. And the other cool thing about it is, like I say, there was an angel zipping around saying, hey, don't take that mark, man. Don't. Well, it's too late. I wasted my life. and didn't, No, it ain't too late. We just saw this church. It was not too late for some church that was going down the wrong path. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. We take you at your word. You said we'd be blessed. Lord, if we're not feeling good today, we already read a scripture. You'd heal us. So thank God you'd take us and make us well in our bodies, no matter what we're faced with. Some things could be hurting our eyesight, could be bothering us. Fix it, Lord. We're going to buy that from you. We ask you for it. And so, Father, if it's financial, the same thing's true. You told us we're rich, even though it looks like sometimes we're poor. Thank you for that, Lord. You'll take care of that. And if there's some other problem, great, small, whatever, you will fix it and we just thank you for it. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go out and tell other people about Jesus as we tell them what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise amen. the Lord.